When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. And there it is. Sutton United have the GM Vauxhall Conference have put down first division Coventry City. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never one like this. But the whistle goes down. You like the Sun United. Sutton United the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. I'm joined by a mega panel tonight. I've got four of them. I've got Paul Chalmers, Paul Darby, Gabriel and Neil. And we'll be talking mostly about the Carlisle match, but obviously the news hot off the press that we're still digesting. I'm sure we'll be discussing that as well. Um, before we get into it, just want to um, obviously thank everyone again who um, has supported us on Patreon. And if anyone wants to, then please do so. Follow the links on the website. Also, I spoke earlier in the week to um, a local charity called Nickel Support. And they do some really, really good work. And I will be slotting that interview in here. Okay, I should stop being surprised by this, but the magic power of my editing skills... <clears throat> anyway, um, we are being joined by Eleanor from Nickel Support. Um, Eleanor's very kindly agreed to give me some time to just talk about what they do. Um, helps me with um, feeling a bit better about myself doing this and um, highlighting a few different charities, which I, I know you guys do like listening to. So, Eleanor, hello. Thank you for your time. How are you? Hi, Mike. I'm good, thank you. Not bad. Excited to be here. <laughs> uh, give it a few minutes. You won't be. Um, <laughs> so... Nickel support. I've, I've kind of we've we've buzzed past the shop um, and seen it and didn't really know what it is. Um, and I kind of reached out to you guys. But tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you how you started. Um, what what the charity does in, in fairly broad terms. You don't have to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I'll give an overview and why we started. So Nick and I uh, set up Nickel Support. We'd be eleven years in October. Um, and after spending, so together, individually, we've got about 20 years each of experience of working in the learning disability field. And it got to a point where we were just quite disillusioned by what was out there. And some of the stuff that is, is absolutely amazing, but we just felt like constantly banging our head against brick walls. Um, so rather than moaning about it, we decided to, you know, take a naive risk at the time. Um, but one of the best risks I can say that I've taken is set up Nickel Support. Um, and over the last 11 years, we've developed our purpose pods. So we focus on health, relationships and employment. 
Um, employment being our main focus, basically, because only 6% of adults with learning disabilities are in some form of paid employment, which is just ridiculously low. Wow. Yeah, ridiculously low. And to be honest with you, in the last 20 years since we've been doing it individually and together, <clears throat> it hasn't changed. So we've developed this model that we believe is a way forward. Um, and so, yeah, with the employment side, um, we've had, um, so what you've seen on Bain and Road is nickel support and are now shop interestingly different. Um, for years, um, in, with interestingly different, we sold, you know, old antique furniture, made a profit, and with that profit, we then employed adults with a learning disability. And that's our model, basically. You know, we use the sessions within nickel support. So we restore furniture, we make our own jams and chutneys, we've just developed another range of tea. Teas, so we make our own teas as well. Hang on, teas. Teas, yes. <laughs> okay. Tea blend. We're going to swing um, back to that. <laughs> <laughs> and so within these sessions that happen within the nickel support hubs, um, trainees are learning employability skills, how to um, work with their colleagues, their peers, um, and how to, you know, what employment looks like, and it's offering opening up more employment opportunities for the individuals. On the other side, so we, where we've created interestingly different is a place for our trainees to go and actually get some work experience and actual paid work, which is the main goal. We want to change that percentage um, for adults with learning disabilities in employment because six, you know, the people we work with are absolutely awesome, and with the right support, can thrive in life. You know, they 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 they've got a lot to give. Um, so that's part of our journeys. Um, so I'll talk a bit more about interestingly different. So this last year, we've worked really hard. At, uh, people might have seen the changes from the brown furniture to now a shop with a range of high quality gifts, you know, from um, if, where our products are now sold. So if you go into interestingly different, you'll find our jams and chutneys. So, say so. <laughs> so yeah, I've just, so I didn't twig when you said it earlier. So the shop's been there for a long time. Yeah. It just had a bit of a makeup. This is the same time. Right. So we, when we set up Nichols, we basically started on Bainham Road. It was um, interestingly different was the shop. And downstairs is where we had the Nichols support sessions. And we've grown over the years. Right. Because I've, it's, it's clearly the, 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 the makeovers worked because as we've gone past, it's like, oh, that's a new shop. Um, so, because it's all, it's the, it's the black fascia and stuff and sort of all glass oh yeah yeah so where right. we before we, we we focused we which was brilliant because what we do is we restore furniture so we used to get yeah. furniture donated and then the trainees would upcycle it sell it creating a profit that profit mm -hmm. that would then employ adults with learning disability um and, and that still is happening but what we noticed was that you know um there was a lot more skills that we could do if we opened up a, a, a gift shop with trainees like front of house downstairs stock stuff everything everything mm -hmm. there was more stuff for trainees to get involved with and those that you know lifting heavy furniture isn't for everyone antiques isn't for everyone but so <laughs> this last year we've worked together to rebrand so as you, you've noticed it now um a lot of work went into the branding and and how we wanted uh it to present so yeah inside if you come inside you'll see um loads of beautiful gifts and homeware made not just by us at nickel support but other social enterprises mm -hmm. um so the, i guess our approach so like the unique approach is the products that we're 
selling. So if you come in and purchase an item, you're not just purchasing something cool. No. You're also creating a social impact. So, for example, if you buy our jams and chutneys, you are also contributing towards increasing that percentage for adults with learning disabilities in the employment world. Yeah. <clears throat> so, for example, we also work with other companies, about 16 social enterprises at the minute. One of them is Designing Minds. They make, they make like different prints and cushions and makeup bags, and they support people with mental health conditions. Um, Change Please, they develop like different brands of coffees, different, wicked, really nice tasting coffee, supporting the homeless people um, by training them up to be baristas. So there's, so basically your purchase has a social impact. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, right. that's... So money well spent on, on the, uh, the the redesign, I'll, I'll be honest, because I did think it was a brand new um, enterprise. Cool, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if Generally I'm not myself. Yeah, genuinely, when I see these things, I'm like, oh, why are they bothering with that? But this this has definitely worked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's on the sort of, I describe it as the corner at the corner of Carshawton. Um, so, um, it's kind of like, the Windsor Castle pub. That's that's a much better description of where it is. Because no one knows where the pubs are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is the stuff available on the website as well or is that yes yeah. we have a website so everything that's in store is online so whether you're in newcastle or america you can purchase <laughs> or local to Carshall oh. and wallington or sutton <laughs> you don't you don't even know what you're saying because we've actually got quite a few people from america that listen to this i don't know why um well, so, to visit <laughs> you can go on our website which is www.interestinglydifferent.co.uk all yeah. the products that are in the shop are online as well. Okay, so Ken and Co, if you're listening, they, that's their website. Yes, please, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, I have literally just thought of this question. It's not going to be framed correctly, but this in, the, the employment figure of, of the, the 6%, do you think there's an impact of what is generally considered as a good thing of minimum wage where someone might be saying, well, I'm going to employ someone but because of minimum wage, if this person's got um, special education needs, is it better for me as a private businessman to just employ someone who might not need that additional support or am I talking absolute rubbish? I think if I'm understanding what you're saying, right, what has been the problem is, yes, employers go for what in inverted commas they think is an easier employee to employ. Um, but one of the things that, we, we currently we have is a job coach um, and a job coach has gone out with some of our tra some of our trainees don't need a job coach that's mm -hmm. they've got the skills they know how to do the job you know they can go out there and do um, a job without any support but some of our trainees do um, so what we have as, as well is a job coach who um, works alongside our trainees in the shop to give them the support that they need and also if, so we've got actually uh, some of our trainees working in the Duke's Head locally as well. And so our job coach went along with uh, the Duke's Head and, and showed how we had a 12-week programme, which gave the Duke's Head, I guess, the confidence. Um, and I guess a bit of a... Uh, what's the word? The take, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, but they might have a fear of, like, am I doing mm -hmm. things right? So, and, and now the, James is working in the pub with the Duke's head, doing a fantastic job, not needing our support. 
So actually, you know, with the right platform, with the right, is that, you know, the equity, not equality, you know, with the right platform, a person, forget the disability, a person can thrive. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, but it has had, that is a good point, actually, you know, over the years, one of the things that you find yourself banging your head against the wall is like, oh, but I, I mean, like some of the stuff I've had to do over the years is, oh, but there is no but. Our trainees are bloody amazing and can actually really do a brilliant job. Hmm. But yeah, it has had an impact, sadly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a conversation I had with someone many, many years ago, and it was, a, I think, I had to say it was a, a particular brand of MP who was saying it and we should reduce mm. minimum wage. It was like, oh, I kind of see where he's coming from, but well, yeah. Over the years, a lot of people have, give, have given people with a learner's disability like a, a WH Smith voucher for doing a job. Why? You know, they they should be on a payroll getting the same wages as anybody else. They're still doing the same job. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice when you go into Sainsbury's and say, right, lovely, let me pay my WH Smith vouchers. And see, <laughs> exactly. see how they, it's not normal yeah. adult life. Yeah. yeah, see how they get on. <laughs> Um, so if you're sort of out and people are asking you about what you do, um, what kind of, I think, I think we might have covered a couple of them, but what kind of like is people's opinion that you always have to go, no, let me explain again. Um, so what is it, they've got the, the misconceptions, if you like, oh, that's a long word for me. Um, but what, 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 what do people assume about your, your job and your, uh, and what your charity does? Um... What do people assume? It's a good question. I might I have to think about it. That's um, right. <laughs> maybe that people with learning disabilities can't. Mm-hmm. And they can. I, don't, it, it, I think this is, there's no them and us. I think that's a, that's the thing that, that over the years has frustrated me the most, you know. Um, an individual, like anyone, just learns different. And I think... I think it's about, it's not, it's not even about educating, it's about raising awareness and actually just saying to the world, we can, we are, we're doing it. This is how it's done. Um, and actually, it would be lovely one day that it's not even a thing, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. Just want it to not happen. Right. For, in, in, in some respects, for Nicholas support to not even exist <laughs> because you don't need places like us. Well, don't steal my last question. Um, so who or you don't have to say names if you don't want to but who is your kind of poster child who who is the the example that you go this story is the story i'm i'm most proud of that we've helped someone there's 11 years of this so you, you might not have one um but um if if i said give me an example of someone who's been through your program and has gone on to tell you to get lost what what's that story look like? Told us to get lost. Yeah, because you don't need you anymore. Oh, once, yeah. Once, um, once, yeah. Once, once, once I'm done with you and I got my job, I don't need you guys. <laughs> um, so you know, there's so many ch- changes within our uh, of our trainees. You know, um, they've gone from school or college and then transitioned into like the adult world and um, haven't supposedly had sometimes the best opportunities. But um, we've got one of our trainees. Um, she, she she won't mind me talking about her. <laughs> but she struggled in social settings. Um, 
she, I mean, just even answering the telephone, it was just, she could not do it. Um, and she had, you know, life sometimes got in the way with her autism. Um, she, her approach to something sometimes, she needed a bit of support in understanding her approach. Um, and if you'd seen her six years ago, she wouldn't even have talked to you. She would have run downstairs in the shop. <laughs> um, but we knew that she could. So all we kept doing is working along with, alongside her, giving her the, the courage, the support, the motivation to keep going. And she runs the shop and has, well, before we uh, rebranded, because we're trying to get everyone trained up on like the till system and stuff, but she, and the new till system, but she was running the shop by herself every Friday. This is a woman who, you know, wouldn't even answer the phone. You know, and as, 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 as customers aren't always like these, she was dealing with difficult customers, the telephone, all the things that she thought herself she would never be able to do. And she is. And, you know, we've got another trainee who, you know, no longer is with us. She's moved away. But, you know, she was always told that she wouldn't be, um, she was, her art was rubbish and blah, blah, blah. We worked with her over the years and she went and trained in a tattoo shop and she's now doing her own artwork and selling it and making money you know and we still keep in touch wow you know there's there's so i could be here all day telling yeah, you yeah i know that's like, why i could literally I just be here all day i realized as i was writing as i as i said it i was like this is 11 years this is is <laughs> a lot of success and, and for some people it what might seem small to other people it's not it's that learning to engage with someone learning mm. to uh work alongside someone you know it, it, there's so many i think some people want big bold changes but actually we we celebrate um all all um all growth with everyone yeah. no absolutely because there's, there's all sorts of different things that is big milestones for for personal reasons like you mentioned the telephone yeah. i know there's a lot of people that can't deal with the telephone i know there's i, I work answering the phones all day but even myself as the phone rings it's like oh what's this gonna be um so if someone who's <laughs> He's scared of it. I can absolutely get that. And being able to do that is, is a brilliant step. Um, so here's, my, here's the question you were stealing earlier. If, <laughs> if Mike had a magic wand and said, right, I'm going to wave my magic wand, all of your goals are going to be fulfilled. Um, how would the world look? And you could pack up. Sorry, all your goals are fulfilled and you could pack up, go home tomorrow. Um how would the world look and what what would be going on? Okay, so for people with a learning disability and or autism to be part of everyday society, to have everything that I, I personally as an adult want, a job, relationships, friendships, a house, um, but if we're focusing in on the employment world and what I would want is for companies to work alongside us at Nickel Support and open up the employment opportunities, because actually the people that we've worked with and beyond 11 years, but we're talking about the 11 years at Nickel Support would offer any company um, an amazing employee. So we want people like Sutton United and everyone else, you know, let's open up the employment you know it shouldn't have to be a thing you know we're here we'll support but then eventually it's not about the support it's just it just i just 
Like, I just want it to be, I just want people with disabilities <laughs> to be seen as part of society and not marginalised and not needing nickel support to get those opportunities. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, leads on, um, and I guess this is a two-part question, <laughs> um, how can people help, um, so individuals, how can individuals help, and then potentially on to how can organisations, even big or small organisations, help? Um, individuals, you know, one of the reasons like Interestingly Different also was created was to spread the message. You know, actually, once you buy our products and you taste our jams and chutneys, it's not an R product. It's a real good product. And actually, it showcases that actually um, people with learned disabilities um, are amazing. And so come along to our shop, whether face-to-face -face or online, purchase from us, um, share it on social media, spread the, spread the message. Um, and organisationally, you know, open up some doors. You know, let's talk. Let's um, start making those changes together, you know. Um, not just for our trainees, but for for the world to see how awesome each person that we work with is. Excellent. So your social media, certainly on Twitter, because that's the one I use the most, is at Nickelsport, N-I-C-K-E-L support. Yeah, we use Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, what do you know the things off the top of your head for those or no? I've actually taken my social media, <laughs> but yeah, if you if you put in if you search in Instagram or Facebook and put um, interestingly different and or nickel support, um, we will come up. Perfect. Um, and how can people get in touch with you or or, or Nick? And just twig the name um, with you or Nick. You um, have. <laughs> yeah. People um, do that every so often. Yeah. Like, oh, I see how yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so how can I get in touch with you guys? Um, is there a generic email or? Well, for if anyone's interested in joining, if someone's got learned to sleep and wants to join Nickel Support, they can email info at nickel.org.uk and on our interestingly different website, you can um, log in your details to get um, information from us that way. There's a, there's a bit on the pages that you can put your information in and then we will send you information. and get updates from us and all the new cool products we have coming in perfect so anyone who hasn't twig it's it's nick and eleanor um, <laughs> same as Nicole. same same as my very clever is sutton united talk time on podcast so sutton podcast um oh. so it's not just me doing these things guys everyone does it <laughs> <laughs> We spent ages finding looking for a name and eventually it just it happened so yeah it just dawned brilliant You've been you've been wonderful. I've kept you a little bit longer than I said I would. I That's do apologise. Okay. Okay. I'm always doing this. I should absolutely just double. Whenever I say to someone, I'll be about 10 minutes, I should probably just double it because I'm always keeping people because um, what they're saying is interesting. Um, go on. I was just going to say, honestly, if anyone wants more information, please do contact us and pop in the shop. Um, yeah. We meet Dave, Ashley, Karen, Sue. There's, you know, and our trainees are all there. We can tell you a bit more. You can have a look and see the different makers of some of the products we've got in there. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, definitely, you, you're going to have a few people with um, the jam and uh, chutneys, and then definitely some at least one person with the tea. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> one person particularly likes tea. Um, but thank, thank you so much for your time. Um, and I, I wish you every success. And yeah, the makeover was definitely worth whatever you spent on it because it made it jump out of my mind. Yeah, there was a lot of hard work put into that. Um, Ashley and the team did really well. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully that worked. So um, now we will talk about, um, first of all, let, let's, let's go with the Carlisle match, first of all. Um, we'll start with, with you, Gabriel. Um, what were your thoughts kind of going into the match? I mean, we've just come off six games, loss, 11 no wins. What, what were you hoping for? Just a nice ending to the season. Just a nice... Uh way to say goodbye to the to the fans especially that we had such a great audience again mm. uh, there was 4700 uh, spectators roughly yes 4771 yeah, so. i think um, so i think that we we could have got a win for them and uh, for carlisle the the implications of the game were not too too big as I don't know if they would have chosen one of the possible opponents from the playoffs. I, I, all are good teams. Stockport, Northampton, uh, Northampton promoted, right? Yes, they got yeah. promoted. It was Bradford. Uh, no, Salford and uh, which one? Stock, Stockport will play Salford. And yeah. Bradford Carlisle. Bradford Carlisle. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I didn't follow them too much, but I don't know if any of this could be considered as a weaker opponent. <laughs> um, but uh, PC, um, what were your sort of apart from being freezing cold because uh, you've got your jacket? What was your uh, <laughs> thoughts ahead of uh, ahead of kickoff? I've got the justifiable cold from it as well. I've been, <laughs> oh, my nose has not stopped running. I've been awful. And I bet she's um, full of sympathy for you as well, isn't she? Not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah, I was uh, a little bit surprised by the lineup, but um, I was quite happy with the performance, I think, overall. I think we, we had a good go. We uh, we showed a bit of uh, a bit of positivity going forward and uh, commitment going forward and um, it was a nice way to sign off the season. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And Neil, you you weren't. I don't think you came out to see the warm ups. You must have saw the lineup and trying to work out where everyone was playing because um, we had Sam and Rob both left backs in the side. What, what were you thinking at that point? Well, I thought you know. Uh... The, the lineup makes more sense after the revelations of who's leaving the squad today. So that that sort of makes yeah. it clearer. Um, I thought we might sort of suddenly play with a back three and five in midfield. But and I thought, yeah, Sam would be in midfield. Which actually, looking at his bio on Wikipedia, he has actually played for some other teams at sort of left wing back. So uh, I, you know, I think. Uh, it, I think it was exciting to see him playing sort of there and he had a really good game. So the the rest of everything, you know, uh, NZO was our utility, new right back, you know, Joe in the centre, you know, it all, it all made sense. And I was pleased to see Killian up front and getting a, a proper start in a, in a proper match because it was, it was last week because he only had 20 minutes, wasn't it? Before we ended up 
yeah. going down to uh, to ten men. So uh, and uh, you know, just confirmed. I think, as I said to Paul, I've never. He just looks wider than any other player I've ever seen play football. He's you know, <laughs> he's just a man mountain at nineteen. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, we we were saying similar before the match, Paul. We were just chatting, saying it's good to see Killian get a get a start, and hopefully he'll get. Well, I don't think we thought he'd get ninety minutes because that's not usually Matt's style. But um, what were you kind of ahead of the game? What were you thinking of? Uh, you've kind of expecting performance, or just get this ninety minutes out of the way? <laughs> um, no, I, I think. I, well, first of all, I wanted to be dry, and and, and that, there or thereabouts, wasn't it? It did, uh, it did rain a bit, but. Um, I wanted to be entertained, and I can't say we, we can't say that all season, could we? Really, that, that it's been really mixed, to be honest. Um, I just wanted to be entertained, not to lose, put in a good performance, and it felt like it was a really good performance, and uh, and and it held my attention. Um, and the lineup was interesting, wasn't it? As as, as everyone's mentioned, to see that team out was quite interesting to see how that would work. And by and large, I thought they put in a pretty good shift, certainly for a game that had nothing on it. And uh, you know, last game of the season, and um, some of those some of those players look really tired out there, and uh, so to put a shift in last game of the season, I thought was a good effort. Yeah, I mean, we all stayed dry, didn't we, Paul? <laughs> Where, have you posted that picture? <laughs> no, Wally, Wally with a brolly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you mentioned Killian's goal. Um, great goal. Uh, he was kind of battling away, battling away, and. Uh, I think one of, someone in our local vicinity was just like, go on, hit it, hit it, and whoa, went in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Gabriel, what, what were you thinking at Killian's goal when we went 1-0 up, which hasn't happened recently? Well, that's not true. We went 1-0 up at um, Colchester, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good goal, and it's good to see him playing. Uh, it, we would expect him to, to make progress and to become a first eleven player. Uh, speaking about the, the, his physicality, as uh, Neil said, uh, I wonder, I, I just wonder, I'm just like asking this question uh, with no uh, bad uh, intentions. Is he a little bit overweight? Because he, he seems quite big, really. Um, um, other than this, he had an, another good chance in the second half just before their goal. Um, I would expect him to explode sooner or later, but uh, it didn't happen this year. This this was not the year when. No, I think he definitely needs. A, is a player we should be keeping, Killian. I think there's definitely something there, um, and at 19, I think he still needs a bit of time. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see what he can do next year. Maybe he'll play a little bit more, um, and hopefully, yeah, sneak yeah. a few goals in as well. well you'd um, you'd remember obviously. Not remember, he still plays. But Dundo, when he was younger with us, he had a very similar big, big build. Um, but then he did slim slim down. So whether he's, he's training, I don't think he's necessarily overweight as in like me overweight. Um, I think he might be just more <laughs> mass than, uh, yeah. than excess. Mm. Um, so maybe it's yeah, just a case of um, needing to adjust his training a little bit. A bit um, more athleticism, potentially. Yeah, know. potentially, but... It depends what system we want to play, doesn't it? Because because he is a powerful lad who wins everything in the air, and that does dictate or or, or dictates whether he plays or what what system we play. Because he because you know he's not going to be he's not going to be running off someone's shoulder and and speeding it through. So 
I think um, having him in the team will dictate a lot about what our style is or how we'd like to play. He's two-footed, which um, is a good factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, and, I mean, we've, we've seen in the last few weeks as, as players have kind of gone to barge him off the ball. They've <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quite a distance away from him. So he's, he's definitely like one kind of pinning everything on. Um, but for, for the match, we kind of got to half-time. I was quite comfortable. Yeah, so I know yeah. they hit the bar. Um, but even now, I know Neil, we had a conversation whether that counts as on target or not on target. But hitting the bar is not on target. You might as well hit the corner <laughs> <Yeah>. flag. <laughs> um, but we were kind of in control. Um, then <laughs> I didn't stay for the awards, but Joe Kizzy must have felt awful getting all these player awards, knowing that his, uh, his one header and tar- goal goal target was an own goal. Um, <laughs> I think it hit his face and bounced in. I haven't actually watched it back. Um, but that was a sickener. The last, what was it? Yeah, 80 minutes. minutes. It's 85 yeah, minutes. Minute, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a bit of a bit of a gutting one to, to take. Um, how, how were you feeling at that time? Uh, Neil, what, what did you think? Did you fear the worst or did you think we could get back into it? Because it did seem like we might, a few minutes afterwards, I think we had more of yeah. the shots. I still, I still but, thought we might. Uh, we might nick it because uh, Donovan came on and he had a shot on the turn, you know, which uh, you know could have been a worldie if he just connected um, um, correctly with it. So uh, yeah, I felt it was a match we were never going to lose. I, I felt they looked really comfortable. Everybody looked up for it. They, you know, they looked had the energy back. So I suspect. The illness really has, you know, knocked them for six over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. You know, and the implication is from Matt that they, some of them mean getting out of bed literally to get on the coach to go to the match. So, uh... hmm. well, you said something there, and I know you said it on Saturday as well. But um, Paul Darby, um, Neil mentioned just didn't get the connection right, and he said it on Saturday as well. He's, the whole season, the balls just seem to be dropping an inch or two away from where we ideally want it. Um, and people just don't hit that pass or the ball just drops to their player. Is that just bad luck or are we, are we doing something that, or not doing something? Yeah, I, I don't do know it? whether we've touched on it before, haven't we, and about that connection that actually, you know, we, 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 we play a direct style, but we can knock it about as well. It just felt all season or for large parts of the season, it didn't just quite connect. And, I don't know whether it was that almost that telepathic piece and whether you you lose a little bit of that about where a player's going to be and the runs that a player's going to make by because there's a lot of injuries and so you're not playing with the same 11. And and obviously we were playing with uh, some squad players as well. So, so it felt a little bit of that was uh, um, uh, missing through a lot of the season. But actually yesterday I did see a lot of it come back it felt like the, the ball was moving quickly and there was some there was some pace about it and uh, mixing it up and some penetration in there as well I thought Dave had a great game um so um so yeah there was some it was it was nice to see uh, some of the older old Sutton back yesterday and uh, some of it that hasn't been there uh, this season but uh, but again you know we shouldn't take it away from them you know 14th would take that wouldn't we and uh, especially against the um, uh, the uh, injuries we had yeah so um, PC, you, your thoughts at the end of the match, um, one-one draw, um, just about right, or did you feel we we were robbed, or how were you feeling, Chalmers? 
Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I, you were breaking up a little bit, mate, and your pitch is oh, gone. So I don't know if something's, uh, something's going awry a little bit. Um, sorry, what was the question again, mate? Because you so did what, break up did, a little bit. What did you feel at the end of the match? Were you feel that it was just about right for a draw or we should have got the win? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there was a bit of nervousness from uh, Carlisle. I think they were very aware of how the results were going around them. Um, one of the other chaps was saying, Gabriel, I think it was, wasn't it? That he thought, were they potentially trying to avoid a team somewhere along the line? You don't know, do you? There could be that they've got a bogey side they wanted to avoid, but there was definitely a bit of nervousness about them. Um, I know it obviously went down to the wire with the uh, last playoff place in the end, didn't it? And I think Salford claimed it by one goal or something over Mansfield, didn't they? So it's always tight and... Um, you know, I, I I think we overall going back to us really, we did play pretty well. You know, so impressed by what we showed, and it does give us some hope. I think I know there's going to be a bit of a change of the squad and the likes, as as we said, we may mention briefly a little bit later. But there's going to be a lot of changes, but we need depth, that depth, don't we? And seeing some of the players who did come in and 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 perform, you know, let's hope that we are able to, you know, have some continuation next season because that is something that has helped us as a club, isn't it? Having some sort of um, consolidated, consolidated, um, a sort of consolidated squad so that we, we, that continuity helps, helps us perform, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, big summer. Um, so Gabriel, I didn't plan it like this, but you said you wanted before the match to a good performance and send everyone home happy for the for the summer. Did did you feel that way after the game, or were you still a little bit disappointed? Of course, with the late goal, you're you're uh, always disappointed. It, it felt like it's gonna be a win, and we had we had that big chance with Ajiboye, which should have scored, in my opinion, mm-hmm. when he was uh, with the keeper out in the first half. Mm-hmm. But it's been such an odd season, you know. So, like, the first two months were normal. Home wins, uh, narrow losses outside with a lot of bad luck. But then it started to be really odd. Like, we had the next 10 games after Salford's home. We were last. And we started to fear relegation. Then it came a, a group of 12 games in which we were first. And then again, after starting with our 125th anniversary with crew, I feel, or if you prefer with the Grimsby game, we were again last, dead last, even even worse than Wimbledon, if that's possible. <laughs> yes, but we did have a good spell in the middle. <laughs> so, yeah, so we go go into the into the break. Uh, I think it's about like 12 games without a win, but we did have that good run in the middle, which obviously. It got our hopes up, um, so it's a difficult one. But I think, um, Paul, you mentioned 14th overall. At start of the season, your head would say, yeah, I'll have that. Your heart would be like, oh, it's a bit disappointing because we were we were eighth last year. Um, but overall, you can't argue with the league table. Um, 14th is enough. Although, with a few minutes to go, mm. I think we were 12th. And yeah. I think yeah. if we had scored one more goal... We probably would have gone up to 12th because we would have scored more goals than whoever was in 12th. But anyway, it's, it's gone. We're 14th. We're happy with that. Second highest league position in Sutton United's <laughs> history ever. <laughs> Whatever way you look at it, 
next year will be our second or third or first highest in our history, so it doesn't matter. Um, but we're going to just have a quick, quick chat. I, I do intend to do an end-of-season wrap-up probably um, in, a, in a week or so. Um, but a quick chat, the news just came out literally about, what, 45 minutes before we started recording. Um, players that were released. Um, some expected. Um, Philip, Luke, Roman, uh, Matt Ridley and Kwame, you probably would have expected to be moving on. Um, Roman, I, I was hoping we'd get a chance to see him more develop next year because... He did look good when I, the few times I saw him in the academy. I'm not pretending I was there all the time. Um, but, yeah, good luck to them all. And um, they're really likeable guys. I mean, Philip's absolute wonderful bloke, even though he's like, clearly Matt's no trust in him because he signed an on-loan goalkeeper as well. So, um, But some of the names that possibly we weren't expecting, well, Donovan probably was expecting Omar and Will... If we're honest, we probably were expecting um, Kobe and Adam, I think, has taken a few people by surprise. Um, but we'll start with you, Neil. What was your thoughts on, on the, the list of players released so far? So, we obviously don't know. Um, uh, well, not knowing this... Ah, oh, sorry, sorry Gabriel. For... Neil for Neil. Sorry. sorry. So, I, you know, the one I was very surprised to see was Kobe on there. Um, mm -hmm. I know from our visit to the training ground, Matt said there were four or five players who had come to him saying that they wanted to move on for the development of their careers. And Matt said, fine, he was happy to support them as long as they weren't going to do a retrograde step. So if they were going to go up to a, a bigger club or a step up, he'd be the first to shake them by the hand and thank them for everything that um, um, that they were doing. Uh, I don't believe Matt would have got rid of Kobe because I think Kobe's been outstanding, you know, covering for Lewis while he's been injured. So I think Kobe's one of the ones that wants to move on. And I suspect we'll find that somebody, you know, has, you know that he's going to get a step up. And I think he's up to it. I think he's a, a player that shows great potential. So I wasn't surprised by any of the others. Of course, we, we knew, um, Jenny told us beforehand that Omar was going and uh, her information is that Omar's going to Cheltenham. So whether Will's going with him or not, if Will goes back to Swindon, of course, Je Jenny will have to scrape her uh, off the floor. Um, the one I was very pleased not to see on that list because the player I expected to be on there is, I thought Ali was on the move. But it would seem that Ali's not on the list. So I was pleased by that. And the other comment I made, David aside, the starting lineup on Saturday with the players who have been retained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come back to some of those other names as well. But yeah, obviously, sorry, the, um, the lone players have also gone back with David... Matt, Tyler, and Josh. Um, Mr. Mr. Darby, what yeah. was your thoughts on early thoughts? Obviously, it's only <laughs> yeah, breaking yeah. news. So. Um, no, I'd, uh, yeah, I uh, uh, agree with uh, everything Neil said. I think uh, if we're in the game of conjecture, I think uh, Kobe, you get a sense that Kobe, I mean, he's played, what, 50-odd games in three seasons, and it's probably he's 27, so maybe it is something about 
a move getting some first team football i mean if we did have an area where we had some strength and depth it is at the back there of course so you know he's not he's not going to play a whole game a whole season's worth there is it so you can see why he would might ask for a move um uh, and and uh, you've uh, you've mentioned the Omar and Will situation. Donovan Wilson's an interesting one, isn't it? I've I've always been a big fan of Donovan and, and uh, um, singing his praises. Okay, so he doesn't put the ball in the net, but he's in works in a system where um, you know he's an, the out and out goal scorer. So it's a shame to see him go, but you know, um, uh, and he's only twenty six, isn't he? So. Uh, It'll be interesting to see where where he he ends up, but uh, I mean overall, it's just more of a sadness really. There's four names there that we've seen play over the last two or three years in some of our glory years there, and they will have been a real part of it. So to see those names go is a bit is a bit sad, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have I have to say um, when Philip put his post up first, um, bearing in mind. I don't think he's actually made a first team game. I know he's played the county <laughs> cup. I um, know he got us thrown out of the county cup last year, but um, he, I don't think he's made a first team game, but all the comments from Sutton fans, it always makes me feel so, so proud because all the comments from Sutton fans, it's all good luck, Philip, top bloke, best wishes, um, blah, blah, blah. It's very different at a lot of other clubs. You see people going and you get some comments, you're like, there is absolutely no need for that. Whatever you feel about the player, there's no need for it. I mean, I know, Kwame, for example, wasn't everyone's cup of tea and he didn't do brilliantly for us, but he's gone to Dundee and he's won a championship. So <laughs> their fans are delighted with him. Um, but Gabriel, what were you going to say about the, the, the release list? What did you feel? So I wanted to say that one hour before when I didn't read this information, I would have, uh, I was prepared to tell you that I, I fear losing, uh, I'm pretty convinced that we will lose uh, two young, good players. And, uh, that were Will Randall and Ali Smith. Um, Will, we, I have seen this last year, last spring with uh, Olaofi. He, I feel that he didn't put uh, the whole effort in the last two months. So that was for me an indication that he's not determined to continue here. Um, Ali did put did put his weight in the last few games, so maybe should, that should have uh, indicated that he's he's willing to stay. And uh, he's a great player. He he started to be again the player that he was last season, not not at the beginning of this season. And I think he was a bit uh, upset about some missing transfer. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but uh, it's he's a great player and he he can help us a lot. Um, we we expected Dave to to leave. Um, Omar, you know, there's the, uh, Gabriel Sutton that is uh, was <laughs> lobbying for him on Twitter continuously. That he's such an underrated striker. So maybe he really caught someone's attention. Um, mm. But he was a great guy. He he was putting his fight every every game. Of course, he wasn't scoring as much as you as you would want yeah. from the lead striker. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we will get that ten plus goals per season striker, and that will be for the best. And yeah. uh, about Kobe, great guy. He had, in my opinion, he had um, been way over his his physical capabilities because he has major 
a major flaw, in my opinion, which is he's slow. Mm-hmm. You could have seen that in a counterattack in Newport when he, he lost his man for three meters, but him um, that that guy missed. Um, I don't see Kobe playing AFL next year. Maybe he wants to play uh, full as as it happened with uh, um, the guy in Torque, Torque, um Ben uh, Wyatt. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. wants to, to uh, be in the first 11, but I, I don't see him play in the, in the National League. I, I see him playing at National League level. Okay, well, we'll see. Um, Jamas, what, what, what did you think about the list? I know, I know you've got thoughts about Omar as uh, agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not surprised by Omar. You know, he's got a young family. He lives over M4 on the M4 corridor, doesn't he? He's going to play more close to home, I think. And, and that's what's, what's him and Will travelled in together. So mm-hmm. I think there must have been a lot of talk there. You know, if one's going, the other one probably was going to go as well. Um, Kobe is an absolute machine, isn't he? He is absolutely massive. We're saying about um, Killian being a big unit. Jesus. Kobe is uh, square or or rectangle, isn't he? His shoulders are massive. Um, And I think that could be a reason why he might get maybe not a League One club, but another League Two club. Um, though, though it could be someone like Barnett come in with a bit more money or something. I know there's clubs yeah. in the National League at the top end who might have a bit of money. He's a North London boy as well, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, it does have, ge- geography does have a, uh, a, a meaning in this, even at this level of football. Obviously, Lee yeah. Engel's moved to come to us, hasn't he? Because um, he was a local boy. Yeah. Um, players, the players not on the list that are interesting to me. Yeah. You know, I looked at our squad list. We've got, we were saying before we started, we've now got four players left in centre mid, in midfield, haven't we? Uh, in the squad. Craig, who we know signed a contract. Yeah. We've got um, Ali Smith, who, yeah, many of us were saying we thought might leave. And uh, my opinion is, I think he still will. I think there's, he's of an age where there's going to be a transfer fee and I don't think anything's been sorted yet. So that's not been, nothing's been announced yeah, about I that. Mean, it, it, it has said Matt will provide more updates over the next few exactly. weeks. So there could be still negotiations ongoing. I think um, the next one you're about to mention, or next two you might be about to mention, uh, their contract was up as well, yeah, but it yeah. might be then looking to renew. We, we obviously don't know yeah. yet, but go on, carry on. There was talk, I mean... Uh, it's all rumour mill, isn't it? You don't know. No one knows. But they've talked of Enzio potentially going back to Holland. So I don't know if that's a thing. We really don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Um, yeah, mm. I, I get it. I, I get it. But um, I know his missus is about to have a baby in yeah. a couple of weeks. Um, okay. And uh, likely to want to be near her family. I don't know where her family is yeah. from, though. Obviously, no, he came to us from Knox County, mm, so yeah. don't know where her, her family are. But um, I think I'll be happy for Enzio yeah. to stay. Though I think he's mm. a good squad player, and he, you know, he's he's adaptable and, and the likes. And then he's and then it's on to Harry, and I don't know with Harry, he hasn't had a huge amount of time because of um, Ali and uh, and Eastie doing well, and he had a couple of injuries as well. Is he going to want to go and play a bit more? Again, close to home. I don't know. I really don't know. It's all speculation, isn't it? 
Well, if we don't speculate, <laughs> then there's no point in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Sack the board! <laughs> Burn everything! Um, <laughs> so, on the, on the other thing on the loan players is... Um, obviously, Matt Dennis has gone back to Milton Keynes Dons, who have just come down. So, they're probably going to have him as a, a, a run-out. Um, Dave's gone back to Peterborough, who I think yeah. are they in the playoffs. They sneaked yeah. in as the last one. So if he couldn't get, in, yeah. So if he couldn't get into a League One team, I wonder would would they be interested in keeping him for a championship potential championship side? Um, and Josh again, Luton um, are going great guns. So mm. potentially, I, I wonder could those two end up winging their way back to us? I said winging because they're wingers. Um, that was a very funny joke. No one laughed. Um, Josh started uh, so well, didn't he, at the start of the season? But it was, he was just almost overplayed, yeah. wasn't he, for, for yeah, I think, with the injuries. Well, Nadja Boy's under contract, isn't bit. he? So, mm. um, so it, um, mm. it would force a free out of us, wouldn't he? But, um, yeah, I thought yeah, you can't see him. And, and the manager who signed him at Peter isn't there anymore, is he? So, no. Mm. Um, the other one we haven't yeah. really mentioned was Adam. I think we were all looking forward to, to Adam developing a bit and uh, he had his concussion and we didn't yeah. really see him Footballer. Again, so... Yeah, yeah, it's an intriguing one, isn't it? <laughs> but How again, old is Adam, do you know? Early 20s, I guess. Is he? Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know, actually. Mm. Um, he was on loan at Farnborough. Mm. He was on loan at Farnborough, but again, yeah. we don't know. It could be that they've Players like Kobe, I'm not saying this is true, but players like Kobe, Adam could have went, yeah, we want to stay, but yeah. we want this much more money. And we've just gone, yeah, we, we're not going to match that. Good luck and, and all the rest of it. So we, we obviously don't know. Um, I'm sure Matt will give us as much information as he feels necessary um, over the next few weeks. Um, but obviously, good luck to them all. Um, I'm sure our paths will cross at some point when they score a towering header against us in the <laughs> FA Cup first round again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so overall, two quick sentences or a couple of quick words on the season. So, Chalmers, what, what what's your overall thoughts on the season? Yeah, happy with the season. Overall, a bit disappointed in the way it the last couple of months petered out a bit. But in Met we trust Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I predicted we'd come twelfth, so we're there or thereabouts. So I'll take that. And uh, but I wouldn't have predicted the way we got to twelfth. That was quite a roller coaster, as Gabriel alluded to, with the streaky um, wins and losses we had. But uh, all in all, we'll uh, we'll take that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to next season already. Lovely. And Gabriel, as I said, an, an odd season. Uh, I cannot say after it if. We're that good or that bad. I, I just cannot say, and I'm looking forward to the next season and to, to what we bring in, hoping that we will have a, a transfer in, inspiration in transfers as we had when we got promoted and we found Kizzy and uh, Ellie Smith and uh, Donovan Wilson a couple of months before. So I really hope that we will bring in players that will matter in the future. Perfect. And Neil? Exactly what Paul said in Matt, we trust. So that's for the, the future, though I'm always the eternal pessimist, as you know. Um, I, I I ended up feeling disappointed. And then I 
couldn't think why I was disappointed. Then I thought, well, just basically, we just, we, you know, we just gorged ourselves on success in the, in the, you know, the the three previous years. So essentially, you know, you you can have too much of a a, a good thing for too long. So it's probably only fair that we had a bit of mid-table mediocrity, and then you know, next year, you know, hopefully, greater things will be feasting again. Yeah, 15, 15 wins, five draws, fifty points. Let's <laughs> job done. Let's <laughs> move on with our lives. Um, thank you very much, gents. I will let you go. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, as I say, we hopefully I'll get back and get a few different people. Um, maybe do a couple of different sessions on a season review. Um, but I'll work out that when I've had um, an hour or so sleep. Um, so take care. Thanks a lot. Thank you all, gents. Paul, Paul, Gabriel, Neil, thanks for your hey, time. Guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Mike. Sports Social Podcast Network.